This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Big news story dominating the cycle now that uh, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of the UK, is in intensive care after 10 days in a self-imposed 14-day quarantine. So the ravages of the virus are playing out in very stark terms. Uh, he only had mild symptoms to begin seemed like he was just you know, pretty much uh, going to weather the storm, and now it's all this. So we'll get an update on that. You know, being on a ventilator, though, is not a good prospect. Uh, the longer you're there, it says that uh, your chances diminish. By the way, extra ventilators have arrived in Ontario ICUs, and uh, that's a good good story insofar as the other PPE. Uh, this is really something that we're on tenterhooks, where the uh, Premier was saying earlier today uh, that we're only about a week out before we've exhausted supplies, and then uh, you heard that Donald Trump, or at least somebody in the American administration, had turned back a whole pile of masks at the border. Premier was saying the latest that 500,000 he was promised would now come through of the 3 million that were uh, earmarked for this province's delivery. Why there's a lack of PPE? Is it Trump's fault or is there something else lurking behind that story? Adrian Batra has joined us, editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun, to spell it all out for us. Adrian, how are you faring these days? Still social distancing? Uh, a lot of social distancing. You know, I have to tell you, I've been out only at a couple of times just, you know, to pick up whatever essentials that we need. And, you know, we generally pitted in, camped out at home. It's a very bizarre world out there right now. Um I, you know, I, I'm, I'm used to people sort of stepping back and recoiling when they see me because they don't like my politics. But, you know, now it's because, <laughs> because of, the, of the physical distancing. And it's, it's just because it's an odd thing to experience, you know, waiting in line, standing there with all of our protective gear or, or makeshift protective gear and going one person in at a time. It's, there's a dystopian feel out there, John. Yeah, you know, when you say uh, people might recoil otherwise because of your politics, uh, there's still that patina of uh, political animus that's sort of informing a lot of people's perspectives. To wit, uh, you know, Donald Trump, mm-hmm. or at least the uh, suggestion that 3M was told uh, because of this War produ- uh, Production Act that he invoked uh, late last week, you're going to send the masks to us because we're in dire need. And so Ontario or Canada got shortchanged on that. There's still a foo-for-all all, over all of that. But I'm just curious. I mean, is that, that on Trump, or is it really something maybe we should be wearing here where our own people in the health establishment uh, failed to learn l- the lessons of SARS and didn't prepare us adequately? Didn't we have to, like, 55 million masks were in storage and expired back in 2007? How, how was that allowed to happen? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let me answer your question with it's both. So on as far as President Trump goes... Yeah, that was pretty pretty crappy move, um, what he pulled. I understand why he did it. He is very much about making sure that the American people are the ones that are have access to it. Um, but again, we are still good neighbors. So that's my, my answer on that. And secondly, um, with respect to what we've done domestically, um, Brian, that's what Brian Lilly was writing about today in the Toronto Sun, is that why didn't why have we run out of supply so quickly? Why aren't our stores filled uh, as it were? Now stores, I mean warehouses full all across the country in each province that normally keeps this um, um, protection gear. Why has there been such a quick depletion? Where the hell did this go? Even if we were to count the ones that the Canadian government sent over to China recently, even if we were to include those, we were still quite dramatically low. 
So those are legitimate questions that need to be asked to Patty Had uh, Haidu, or Head Health Minister. Justin Trudeau doesn't answer any questions at his cottage media avail anyway. So these, so Christian Freeland, our Deputy Prime Minister, is perhaps the one that's going to have to answer for much of this. Um, so we now find ourselves in this odd situation where, yes, we do have to rely on other countries in order to get a PPE for our healthcare professionals. But then we're, you know, the upside, I suppose the silver lining, John, is we hear from Premier Ford the other day. We're never going to let this happen again. We're going to bring this here. We're going to produce this here. So there's, that's the silver lining in all this. But my gosh, there will there be time for a lot of um, questions to be asked. Maybe this is not it. But um, it, it really still, you have to scratch your head and ask the Canadian Absolutely. government, why yeah, I mean, weren't you ready? Why? Where did it go? Why are our supplies dwindled so quickly? What, were, what did we start at? Where are we now? And what do we need? Answer those questions. That's yeah. what they need to answer. It is outrageous in any kind of post-mortem, and I use that figuratively, uh, that we would have to examine some hard questions. Uh, who let us get to this level? where we're really vulnerable, and especially when we sent in a time of, well, we didn't know entirely what the situation was out of China, so we bequeathed them, you know, millions of dollars worth of PPE uh, when we might have stood uh, in better stead to have it stay here on the home front. All that being said, by the way, uh, you know, (laughs) you said the Prime Minister in his cottage briefing, uh, he does tend to be pretty ambiguous you know no real hard answers Doug Ford came hard the other day though and he gave us the deets on these numbers and uh, it was a stark reminder uh, we're really in you know in deep on this thing we were would you say we were better served to know the hard reality and truth and uh, you know the unvarnished reality is something that Doug Ford where was wearing well Oh, 100%. Uh, look, the left and activists and, and this particularly federal, federal liberal activist government never is shy about beating us over the head with environmental modeling. Why all of a sudden are they so reticent to give us modeling that is literally affecting us right now and today and on a second-by-second basis? This is, um, you know, it was, it was Premier Ford that showed the leadership to do it. It was the Premier Ford that said, absolutely, we need to be transparent with the public. Um, we were hoping that the federal government would have been almost embarrassed into doing it and followed suit. But I think that the public is a lot more um, understanding and, and intelligent than the politicians give us credit for. Canadians should have a, an appreciation for what is, why is every aspect of my life so dramatically affected? Give me the reason. I know, wh- I know the why. But explain to me the rationale. Give me the background. It's like a background note. Um, you know, it's like reading a report and you get explanatory notes. It's, it's fair for us to have that information at disposal. Ontarians got a stark picture on Thursday. There's no question about that. It's dramatic. The numbers are dramatic. But it, what it also told us, John, was what we can do to ensure we don't get there. And so um, information is, is helpful to all of us. Yeah, a wake-up call uh, with the worst-case scenario, especially uh, just smacking you upside the head. Again, with Adrian Batra from The Sun. You know, the other problem is I'm starting to see a, a real disparity uh, because Doug Ford standing up and giving it to us, you know, straight. Uh, 
like we're adults. And then the feds, I mean, even on the daily briefing when the chief medical officer of health in the country, Dr. Tam, I mean, she's vacillated on this whole idea of mm-hmm. face masks. I would say uh, they're failing on the communications front. Am I wrong? Oh, I think that is a very accurate way of putting it. What we have seen with the federal government, um, and I know people are going to email me after this and say, oh, this isn't the time to nitpick. This isn't time to pick, pick play politics. This has got nothing to do. I don't care if it's a liberal government, a conservative government, NDP. It doesn't matter. They have consistently and repeatedly, up until about three weeks ago, or hell, last week, repeated the lines of the World Health Organization. And the World Health Organization, to my what I have estimated and what I have read, and gleaned over the course of the last little while, isn't, doesn't appear to be acting within the best interest of the world. Um, maybe one or two countries in particular they're working in the best interest of. So Dr. Tam and Patty Haidu and the federal liberal government has taken their cues from that, basing it on science, which I respect. And that's the smart thing to do. It's the right thing to do. But we're also dealing, um, we're relying on information from a regime that is, shall we say, not forthcoming at all. And I'm talking about China, the Communist Party of China that runs that government and runs that country. Yeah, but in so being critical, uh, Patty Heide would say you're playing into conspiracy theories. Well, that's just BS, and, and it's absolutely absurd and, and ridiculous. She said that out loud. Could you believe oh, she I know. said that? And, and, she should be, and she should be ashamed of herself for saying that out loud. She should be embarrassed of herself. Canadians know better. We know better. But the, but the fact is, um, by her even suggesting that, just goes to show you either she is incapable of doing her job or she is unwilling to even say one bad breath against the communist regime in China. Um, I don't know which is worse, frankly, but uh, luckily... We have, um, and, and, and we know that the masks aren't, uh, you know, uh, going to prevent us from getting, but what, getting the uh, COVID-19, but at the very least, it gives us that layer of protection. And so, uh, you know, she's flip-flopped. She's been, uh, Dr. Tam, I mean, specifically, um, don't wear them. And then last, two weeks ago, we heard Patty Haidu say that don't sh- shut the borders. But then we shut the borders. Don't wear masks. Well, now you can wear masks. Um, you know, this don't travel or travel, don't travel. I, these people are, um, have been somewhat irresponsible, but yeah, they're inconsistent. Uh, but, but let me ask you, Adrian, is it possible Patty Haidu uh, didn't want to ruffle any Chinese feathers, the Communist Party, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, because mm-hmm. we still may be reliant on them to bail us out here with PPE? Yeah, it's very, very possible, John. And you know, and I think that is an important distinction between the people of China and the regime itself. And um, the the fact is we sent those millions of dollars of equipment over nearly 20 million. And now they're sending that back and some, which is, which is good. I mean, the fact that we are in find ourselves in this situation is extraordinary, but yeah, I think that what they're looking at is a uh, potential um, necessity to rely on China economically as well. Um, Canada needs to start thinking about plan C, D, E, and F in terms of getting our economy back um, going. And the way to do that is to get people back at work. And the way to do that is to ensure that we are safe and we have antibodies and we have a vaccination and we have all these things. I Absolutely. Just think yeah, but, but yeah, I don't want to get too far in front of yeah. things, but uh, that obviously is the end game. Adrian Batter from The Sun. Let me ask you finally, because closer mm-hmm. to home, the city, the mayor was saying last week that we're going through a burn rate of $65 million a week, oh, meaning wow. revenues are not coming in, uh, lost revenue yeah. on 
transit uh, as well as parking tickets for two examples. Uh, how do we make this up? And the other one, too, I guess, is uh, the land transfer tax, municipal LTT, yeah. because they rely on about $800 million with, you know, a very brisk uh, housing market uh, or, you know, real estate market. That money has slowed right down to a trickle right now. And unless it picks up, we're going to come up with a serious case of the shorts. Oh, uh, it's it's staggering to think just how much debt deficit um, financial ruins that this city, province, country is in right now. It's it's scary. I cannot um, imagine the the level of uh, taxpayers' money it's going to take to get the engine going again. It's it's going to be staggering. Um, but one thing that we could do effective and immediately is reduce the tax burden. And that's, that's part of it. And, yeah, the other side will argue that then that's less revenue going in. Well, we're already there. Why not, at the very least, let um, business owners, Canadians, uh, the, the taxpayer, keep some of the money that they need to make it through this current situation, which we find ourselves in. Um, but as things move forward, I know that there's a city councillor that's been reaching out, uh, Brad Bradford's been reaching out to community, uh, business community. How can we help you? What can we do? Regulatory burdens need to be dealt with. Taxation levels need to be dealt with, and um, various supports need to be uh, addressed and, and put in place immediately. Um, they, we always say, John, that small business is the backbone of our economy and the engine of our economy. Well, let's prove it to them once this is over. Well, all, all right. Uh, I'm not holding my breath because when it no, comes I'm not to either. <laughs> giving tax relief, uh, I can see it going in the other direction when mm-hmm. we come through to the other end because there's just too much money, a shortfall to make up. Adrian, we'll let you go on that note. Uh, stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, we shall talk on. Always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. You got it. Adrian Batra, Editor-in-Chief of the Toronto Sun. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.